my name is Emily and I am your host for the Community Agriculture Project podcast. If you are new to the show, the Community Agriculture Project is an accessible agriculture resource directory. We document and provide insight into local agriculture landscapes and food sovereignty based projects. So I'm here with a bunch of beautiful souls and we're going to get into it. So Jesse, if you could tell everybody a little bit about where we are right now. So we are here in Vallejo, California, uh, out in the Bay Area. And uh, here is uh, my mother's property in which I am actually turning mostly into a food-based uh, uh, community project that focuses on food security that the community at large could come in, plug into, participate in. And um, we, many people, not just those on the property itself, can um, benefit from ecological solution that hopefully could be a pattern or a template that many more people could take on further so this is just one of hopefully many prototypes that uh, could be networked around the planet hopefully but you know from local to regional all that that's beautiful yeah I think we've definitely got to experience that a little bit today and we'll share more about that, but did you introduce yourself? Um, so yeah, I'm Jesse Preciado. Um, and so this is the Let Our People Grow plant nursery farm. And uh, still if it, still in its infancy, but uh, definitely already starting to um, come up in production. And so I'm very excited for the, for the coming future. Yeah. For sure, thank you. You wanna pass it to Rob? What's up, y'all? Um, my name is Rob Lopez. I am a mushroom cultivator. I grow mushrooms here in the Bay Area. Right now, I am located in Berkeley, California. Uh, I help out Jesse with Let Our People Grow. We are working on a project right now, um, uh, adding mushrooms to his nursery so people can at least see the, the, the mushrooms that we're growing, the mushrooms that we're cooking, the stuff that Jesse's growing and also applying that into uh, our food that we're eating and then also using the spent substrate of the mushrooms into the um, compost so that way uh, we're using everything is nothing's going to waste. Um, so that's kind of like what I do. I do a little bit of art, a creator, um, I help people connect and uh, yeah, I'm out here in the Bay Area. And yeah, What's your project called? My project is called Decolonize Ungos. Um, the reason I call it Decolonized Ongo is because when I first tapped into mycology, I didn't really see a lot of people that looked like me or anybody that had the information that broke it down to the dialect that I could understand it. So that's why I called myself Decolonized Ongos because I want to simplify uh, everything that I'm learning in ways that people can understand on anybody that we meet, you know, and they can understand it too. All right, I'm, I'm Jezreel White. I uh, I like helping people. I like doing film, photography, capturing uh, moments that that I know um, you know if people really just took the time, they would really understand more about. So, putting myself around people like like you all, working on projects, um, you know, working on projects with colonized hongos 
and you know, a lot of people grow and meeting you both today. So that's what I do. Um, I'm sure there's more. But. What's one of the uh, latest projects that you've been working on? Uh, it would be, well, besides today. Besides today. Besides today, uh, it would be working uh, maybe with Rob on developing some, some, Jesse and I guess applying that to the website and the video content education you know. beautiful so contributing to yeah all it is that that our people grow are doing I love it exactly so appreciate it hey y'all my name is Sharnaya um, Sharnaya Intuitive my brand is Intuitive Eats um, I'm from Atlanta. Well, I guess I've came here from Atlanta and that's where I'm based. But um, yeah, I, I'm a chef. I specialize in nutritional food and herbs um, and mainly incorporating mushrooms into that as in finding and foraging my own food and uh, tying in my survivalist training into that um and yeah i'm actually just been having fun with it um in april i hosted at the end of april i hosted a event forge and chill it was like the part two um and this time we actually had like we did camping and we did um, a survival lesson we did like a second survival lesson like a little extended about like go bags and all the different things like if we are in a survival situation if we had the things that we needed to survive. So um, just been tapping into those different areas of all the things that I've been doing and um, outdoor cooking, that goes into survival training. But yeah, uh, you can find me at Intuitive Eats. Um, and yeah, I'm really grateful to be learning and just spreading the information that I know about mushrooms and learning what everybody else is doing in like their own way. So yeah. That's so cool. I didn't realize that you had survival training. I feel like, have you read Octavia Butler at all? Ooh, Parable of the Sower. That's a recommendation. Anybody read that here? It sounds familiar, though. Yeah. Like, I've mean, heard people talking about that. Yeah. OK, so Jesse, um, I want you to start us off by talking a little bit about like, what influence let our people grow into what it is now and yeah. What are some of those influences? How much was community one of those influences? Yeah, for me, I suppose it's I happen to live a certain life that had me result to this here. And uh, ultimately what I want to base this is uh, community based, not corporate based. Um, or even government-based. And I know that's often not how people tend to want to operate, but I, I kind of really want to almost have this be able to be a location where we could, like, 
reshape our culture and our relationship with nature and the plants that we, you know, um, eat often or we used to have a relationship with, you know. So it's bringing that back here into, like, say, Vallejo, California. You know, um, before I was able to somewhat launch in uh, a location in Richmond where Rob and I lived together uh, during the lockdown. So this is definitely kind of like a little bit more experience in and I've been able to like jumpstart it even faster. And really that in itself is also something of a service that I will be uh, offering is not only do I have this garden farm nursery, but I also want to help others establish either just the food security or even a similar model because I, I, uh, I want there to be healthy food for everyone, ultimately. And that would, for me, mean obviously require that I would have to help people to also get to this point instead of just only me taking the limelight or you know like or being the only one that's doing this like ultimately this is just a model to hopefully be for humans to come and animals and coexist again and then take that out and you know take that into everyday life and see how we can introduce that there too for sure and so past like so I guess somebody could describe a little bit of what we're looking at or like a little bit of what we just got to experience here because you know there's a lot of beautiful herbs and vegetables and plants growing all throughout this yard and we were able to not only like just have a meal where we ate some of that and got to like sit amongst that environment um we really got to experience it but like what is some of your next steps or some of your vision in order to like make that imprint in your community um so yeah i mean i'm thinking definitely approaching like going all in on the local level first and seeing any small businesses that are around me that i could definitely be uh, more of a priority resource as opposed to like you know amazon coming in and wanting to do you know like buy me out or something like I would rather have this be something that the people could always claim. Yeah. You know, um, for you me. You were even talking yeah. a little bit earlier about like the type of permits that go into it and like how how do things like that work for people if if somebody wanted to set up something like this in their community and you're and we're talking about like creating a blueprint like. What are some of those steps for people? Because first, like even the last time I was here, I first visited this place. Um, what was it about two months ago back in April and the difference from then versus now it's like this is this is Edenic right now like there's so many there's so much growth and there's so much vision that's here and like back then you were showing me like your sketches of where you were gonna put all the plants and like all of the mindset that was going into the way that you designed what we see here um, so there's vision you know there's implementation there's creating physically like what you have here and then once you start to like shift into the form of abundance where it's like okay I have food like I have offerings like what does that look like when you take that to your community and and what is it like to work within the framework of you know Vallejo or California or Northern California 
to make that happen so yeah i mean personally i'm not that experienced and i don't really have a family that is based off of that kind of experience so i haven't really asked other producers like i could have you know and uh maybe got a lot more insight but I'm, i've been kind of just winging it on my own and so far yeah i wasn't expecting uh i couldn't understand some kind of permits and stuff but I guess for someone that doesn't really earn that much and like is trying to volunteer their time to develop these things it's like it's hard to maintain multiple things like m multiple jobs and so for me I, I really want to dive all in so yeah looking into the permits depending on what you want to do I ultimately want to sell food so that's a food permit I want to uh, be a I guess sell food that I grow that would be a pr producer permit uh, and then the plant nursery which is a, a different permit as well Whoa. yeah we, we just just that you know during a little bit of research and like really breaking it down I was like okay like wow. just because I was like just trying to tap into the flea market right. and uh, apparently you can post up one to two times without permit if that's like all you're ever going to post up there but they say if you want to frequent more, you have to be permitted. But they kind of lay it out and, and, and tell you, like, what you're, depending on what your, you know, business is, like, what permits you may need. But from the project that I'm doing here, I was like, oh, wow, I, I'm going to need multiple permits. So, I mean, and I haven't really, like, crowdfunded my project yet. I haven't really done anything like that. Yeah, so like the food is the food one is pretty expensive actually. Like if you want to even sell, certify your kitchen, if not work at a commercial kitchen, would it also cost money? Um, Have you experienced things like that just in your practice? Yeah, so I, I actually was lucky. I guess it was like a, a opportunity to where I was in a shared space with someone in like an already established restaurant, and they were charged and the rent was like a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? So like. He's like, if you can do this, you good. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to do that. But that's just, that's like a sweet deal. Yeah. Um, but. You didn't have to like navigate all the other like intricacies that Jesse was talking about. Yeah. Okay. If I could just make this rent, then I can do my yeah. thing. And like. So I don't, I don't really know like how things work here, but like. I'm what I'm realizing for like the type of events that I'm had like being at my second Forge and Chill event people are telling me like the guy that I had for my first videography he was telling me that he he's a teacher and he basically told me that there are so many organizations that want to fund what you're doing if you're doing community work anything based in agriculture anything based in working with children like they want to fund what you're doing so if you have the resources to do that you know that'd be good because all you have to do is really just be a registered business you know and um so i've been thinking about changing the status of my my business because i'm you know a llc but being able to have different fundings you'll have to like change your status and all that or i don't i don't i don't know like the specifics but you want to be you you're you're what you're doing is uh community like community works yeah. so 
people want to pay you for that. People want to give you money to make those projects come, you know, come alive. And those are the type of things that you can, you know, you can invest in those permits and things like that to get you to the next level, even though it's um, maybe sometimes annually and it can be annoying, it can be frustrating. <laughs> but you definitely want to just like invest in yourself in that way if you have the means to. So I really, I really do get frustrated by it because even with like wanting to have a certain amount of acres on a farm, like you think about trailers and tractors and all of those type of things that like are not cheap and things have to be done and things have to be moved around and maintenance for all of that stuff, you know? So it's like, it's, it's a lot, but you know, the, the, the investment of what you'll have, because like, how are you going to do that type of stuff sitting out like without it? Like, how are you going to do that stuff without it? So, yeah, you know, if finding those moments, I think any any business owner, like, finding those moments where you, like, I can make this investment here and, like, make it if you can and allow yourself to, like, not really have it, but you know that you put it somewhere that's going to come back to you. Right. Yeah, yeah and then, you know hopefully you go back into your community like that's why we do these things yeah in the first place so i think those investments can be like hard decisions to make but in the end if you think about the ripple effects that could be really you know transformative for a vision of like what you want to see in the world maybe like a proper team in order like everybody kind of plays their own role like Joshua and i have been able to develop something that we're actually working on is like he's been teaching me about the finance situations and like learning more about business like you're talking about like there's grants and things like that like there's possibly like outlets that we can tap into in our states that we can just probably do more research on and just learn about them type of thing so i feel that <laughs> yeah uh like there's always i guess it's different options on like what you're comfortable with and it can be hard sometimes to accept money from certain places but you know um right now that's what we we kind of do is accept accept that form of, of energy so um like i guess i have a question for you uh and like in, in your pursuit of doing something that's not governance, like that's not government, like how do you, how do you see like navigating? Do you like subscribe to like getting permits and doing these things or? Yeah, what's that navigation gonna be like for you? Well, so yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I, I will do, get at least those, uh, basic ones that could at least allow me to be to be more accessible to the general public um, in a way that wouldn't jeopardize what I'm doing right because um, I don't want to do all this then to for it to not be able to actually reach the people so I I'll see like the basic stuff but like I I guess I don't want to I want more food based um, community based as well systems that don't get 
overrun by government or don't get overrun by corporations you know that that, that people could always claim to like the gardens from the documentaries that we watched from the past of like people having those 14 acres in i think la area and they oh, yeah. knock down those type of community things you know so it's like kind of harder and they have you know structure um there are things properly where they actually have uh, certain contracts or permits and then just because somebody was upset because they had this there somebody kept complaining and complaining and then knock still wiped it out yeah type of thing so it's like, like i wasn't aware of that so like i i don't know you know i guess there's like good there's like pros and cons of things but yeah i don't know of those type of situations because wait so the money this may be a silly question but the money from the grants like that's government funded or i thought it was so there's all different types of grants yeah like just speaking on my experience as a grant writer i've applied to government grants and i've applied to like foundational grants so foundations it's like a little bit or there's a lot less that goes into it than government grants and some of the applications are a lot easier but it will really vary from grant to grant, like how that money, how the access works that money and like how it gets distributed and what it needs to be distributed to. Like the government grants are definitely in general, like much more strict on following a budget and that budget and those ideas that you lay out in a grant is very much like a binding contract. Like you have to do what was said in here. And like, if you try to like veer away from that, then it's like, take it according you agree to something so you can't break an agreement exactly and so actually like people come to me all the time and they're like oh i just am gonna get grants and free money da, da, da. like i really hate to break it to them that it's not that way and that there are still strings attached but i think that it's like i love to talk to people about their vision and like what is the greater vision for let your people grow because when you lay all that out and organize all that, like one of my next questions for you was like, I heard you earlier talking about the way that you wanted to make this an educational space, like not only for your own child, but also for other children in the community. Like there's all these different tiers of the ways that these environments can work to serve our community. That's so, so multi-layered that you can show people that like, yeah, this environment helps people to heal. Like it helps people to learn. It helps people to be nourished and like. Um, yeah, I mean, we could definitely so like ultimately if I, I do want to create places where we could damn near like safeguard, you know, get safe, get protected because we realize that they're vital, you know, to to the community, um, especially as we see modern big corporate food systems crumble. You know, and so that and that facade of food security, mm. you know, right. I know like the whole situation where people are like trying to lock themselves down because they're trying to save these places from being knocked down and trees being knocked down. Yeah, I believe so. Right. Yeah. And then in, in areas like that, that they're just being pushed to the side and it's like not really being talked about when these things are actually happening still, you know. Right. And even so, like I was talking specifically on the Wilani tangent like I was talking to my parents about it and they're like oh you know like what if they just found another place to do it I'm like that's not what it's about like this these trees and these ecosystems are pertinent to our environment and like up like our relation to the environment and like that symbiosis all those 
all that symbiosis that can happen. So it's not about it, it being in another place. It's like, what do we actually have to do to preserve it? So like, I definitely appreciate that sentiment because we're facing it in like so many different shades right now. Uh, speaking of that, I guess like one person that I could speak of is uh, Ron Finley out in LA. He's a good example of the gangster gardener. I don't know if y'all have heard of him. Yeah, but like where he, long story short, you know, planted in front of his house, maybe on the sidewalk piece, where then the government tried to go after him saying, no, you can't plant food there. Long story short, he actually won. And then they actually ended up putting into law that it's not illegal to grow food in the street. So sometimes, you know, you like even myself, I honestly was almost trying to set my systems up to almost always avoid that situation. But I almost now see maybe that's what I what needs to happen. Maybe I need to damn near over. I even hate to think that it's overreaching because it's really just setting systems up for the people. But it's sad that I almost feel that way, even just by trying to establish more community-based systems. Right. One of my, I almost said my favorite mentor, one of my past mentors, like no playing favorites. One of my past mentors always said to me, like, just know the rules so that you can break them. Because the rules, it's like the rules come from a history of like, let's be real, colonizers and just people that don't want to see you win. So like, it, it feels weird to like have that guilt around what you're doing. Of like, oh, I have to, you know, I have to move in this way. But like, it's really necessary in order to build systems that can actually provide for people. You know, it's like even I would say too, even through foraging. Yeah. where there are pressures that people would feel even just going out and trying to forage in their mm-hmm. ecosystem. Getting screamed at <laughs> just because like, you're trying to like protect something. Uh, what I was going to say is like how you were saying, like going through those rules and regulations, I feel like it is important because then you're building structure within the system that you're trying to create the same way that we're living in the system, but we're also trying to be a system within the system. So how can we like coexist when there's those things, you know? And I feel like maybe like those things that we were talking about like organizing properly the, the public do have a lot to say and if you know how to structure the public i believe that you're able to create these spaces like you are creating now and other people can do the same but it's like we need to highlight those together i guess in order to make those things happen um i do want to say something about the foraging uh, so for my forging show, both of my events, I had flyers and I would like pass the flyers out to people, whichever. And I've had a few people tell me like, like in a weird tone that they will, ref- they refuse to eat forged food, refuse. forged mushrooms, especially like, oh, nah, you don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what's going to happen. And they're like, I don't trust it, you know? And I'm like, dang, you know? Like, it's just such, it's just, what? how far removed have we got to where you don't feel like something that grew off of a tree is natural, especially if it's somebody that's actually, like, they actually know what they're looking at and they have been studying on this thing, so they, they know, you know? So it's like, this is... I, of my colleges, not someone that's just like, oh yeah, this is just cute. Let's eat it, you know. It's it's different, you know. So I don't know. 
I think we shouldn't wait until we're in that situation to appreciate what's around us and appreciate the opportunities that we have to find food, grow food, uh, connect with people who are growing their own food, learn, whatever. Like it's it's never too late, but it's, um, you know, it should become a lifestyle. Really, I feel like for everyone. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's never too late, but get there, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> And really, yeah, I feel on, on that point, like, I feel that spaces like this could hopefully help inspire then everyone here to then, you know, move that forward. Just like when I was in spaces like this and, I, and it totally made me, you know, want to integrate that into my life. And uh, so it's it, and it really just like inspires me when children especially are here, because it for me, I was not really raised in anything like this. Um, very urbanized, um, more out in the Sassoon area, a little bit further inland. But um, already seeing children coming here and then having this already be very basic stuff for them at such a young age for me is like the goal already met, damn near. You know, so for me, like, I do want this to be accessible to everyone um, as much as I wish even foraging was too. You know, and hopefully down the line, too, when we see that there are a lot of regulations or laws that could are in the way of people just even accessing basic food, that should be almost a it should be a right, you know, just that everyone should be protected under. But looking into your state's policy, kind of like what we did with like the whole conference that we went to, we looked into how to file a petition. So it's like, what are the rules and regulations? What do you have to do in order to actually get these things to go forward? You know, like actually uh, looking at what if you have to be a, a voter or something like that, correct? And in order to see if you're able to, to actually grow certain foods or forage, maybe you can actually pass certain laws that can decriminalize, you know, nature, like in things that we... <laughs> It's weird no, that there we there literally are like anti foraging laws in certain states where I, I'll be like in a certain state and people will be like, Oh no no no, I wouldn't do that if I was you and I'm like Yeah, yeah. I, I mean even myself when I first started I was like, Yo, like watch my back real quick, all right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just like let me know, like give me a whistle or something and it's like you know, it's like you gotta be careful because people do get upset about these certain things. And it's weird that we're in this type of situation, but a colonization, we're just living in modern times, modern days, modern words, and uh, modern uh, people just like us. We're still the same people that we were in the past, just in modern times. You know, this is different rules and regulations. And like unlearning all those different rules and regulations that are imprinted upon us unlearning the ideas that is like not really serving our our best way of being yeah <laughs> unlearning the programming um that just made me think about a time where dang i lost my train of thought yeah um but yeah i'm 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 honestly Realizing how powerful it is to be around people who um, are involved in the same mind state or where you are, and the things that you want to 
learn and you know open to asking questions and leaving a space there for like learning and growing and teaching um have y'all ever heard are y'all familiar with baba kalindi igi yeah 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 um Recently passed away, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We 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 met his partner. Partner, yes. Yeah. Mama Aya. Yeah. I know her from Mushroom. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I haven't met him, um, but like maybe like two years after he passed, the the council in Atlanta, the national. Well, I don't know if they're in Atlanta. They're based in Atlanta or between Atlanta and California. Um, the National Entheogenic Council. Um, her name is Jay. She hosts that, uh, that's her brand, but they're really dope. And they hosted a entheogenic con uh, conference in Atlanta for like three days. And um, literally the day before the event, I went outside in the backyard and there was honey fungus mushrooms everywhere, like huge clusters of them everywhere. Um, I think yeah no seriously i was like well i guess i'm cooking those because i was thinking like what am i gonna make you know i want to make some good vegan food i want to make some good mushroom food you know then i'm like oh well i guess it's just jerk mushrooms and rice and peas with the cabbage and i had i didn't have time to make the little patties but i went to golden crest and it had like the little they like little diamonds they were so cute like little square patties it was so cute um but yeah, that was that was really nice, and that's when I realized like more than this that specifically time that specific time, but like so many times and once like the mushrooms. Once you become aware of it, and once you show, I guess once you show it that you know what to do or how to treat it or whatever, like it's with you. I don't know. It's know. honestly developing you know? a relationship with it, and that's that's something. Yeah, like I spent years developing a relationship with not only the mushroom being itself, but all the different species. Mm -hmm. And same with every single different plant. Like me growing a, a watermelon plant on my terrace in Brooklyn, you know, like <laughs> that's like me forming a deep relation with a new plant. And like, that means the world to me, you know? And like, yeah, like we're all multi-relational beings. And I think there's so many spaces where we can celebrate that and like really connect with that. And, and just like, honor more of what's around us yeah. and so that's a beautiful experience that you had i think that it's it's like the more that you put into a relation like the more it will give back to you i could see the same for myself it's like before i went to the ceremony like you were asking me if i ever inoculated logs earlier i'm like yeah we inoculated logs like you know having that relationship was like let me see if i can slap a mushroom on the side of this tree <laughs> going to ceremony not thinking about it coming back and next thing you know there's a big cluster full of mushrooms it's like having that relationship and then after that having a relationship looking deeper into the culture and then understanding that this is a part of us and then i still like uh, understanding that it's just been taken away and then like adapting again uh, or getting used to the same things that we our answers used to do again but in, in, a, in a new way right and um yeah and um yeah i guess like like how you said just having that simple like symbiotic relationship of uh finding that connection i feel like that might be love that we're feeling that you know because oh, definitely love sometimes for myself like I, I i think like at five in the morning i wake up every day 
and I, I have my fruiting chamber, I have my little Martha tent in my living room, and I'm looking at my linesman, and I swear, I felt like it was telling me it was something, it's like, like, come closer, I was like, okay, this is so crazy, but... Uh, you know things like that or when you're foraging you know it's like you have the smell of the mycelium out of nowhere you're mm -hmm. like like wait where is that where is this like you can <laughs> smell it <laughs> or like how we were saying earlier today like just having that nudge to do something and go somewhere and be at a place you know and to realize why you had that nudge so I told myself I'm taking those nudges seriously mm -hmm. you know like <laughs> shut off in some ways and like our channel is a little bit you know less open to hearing what's out there and um, that's why I really appreciate community spaces and just like different ways of being with people and like how we can all grow together you know like today like we all made up met to you online and then like next thing you know you're coming to the class that I just took talking to you uh, online before I even met you and then meeting you when you came out here to teach the class you know and then ha now having these conversations meeting this person like two years ago not knowing who he was because somebody heard one of my songs and next thing you know we're working together Jesse same thing I've seen his food online next thing you know like uh, I'm living with him <laughs> like what the hell how does that happen yo you know so it's I like <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's something where like love, love I think is the answer, and that's where uh, that's where I ended up taking my life is, is finding love in things and seeing the different ways that it manifests and you know people love objects and and different things and um, once we go back to the to really like the soil, the the earth, the plants, we can, I think, see see the love in everything. We can see the energy uh, that's being transferred, and that's, that's I don't know. That's why I'm here. So appreciate you all for that. Yeah. I feel like you had something to say. Uh, no, I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm in general. I'm I'm thankful for for moments like this because lately more people have just been showing up, and it's 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 almost like I've been seeing this, or I've been trained to see it through a permacultural lens. So I, I only kind of been focusing on like the native species and this and that. But it it's it almost attracts people of this nature as well. So it's it's an interesting phenomenon that was in another kind of yield that I wasn't expecting, kind of you know, that I wish more people would realize this is what calls people of this type in. Um, so that's that just blows my mind sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. but is that not part of your vision? You know, 
because last time I was here, y'all were y'all were telling me about what you see here, like in this space for the community. And like, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I was gonna ask you a question about your project and stuff like that. Like, how is that like helping out the community? Y'all, like, you're asking us this question, so let me ask you this question. Like, okay, you're gonna skirt my question. <laughs> you know, it's like I, you know, like because it's all intersecting everything all at once. So it's like we're all here, you know, like but we we have the same message. Yeah. So like, what? How is you know you're you're also part of this? So I would like to hear your input. Yeah. I mean, you almost answered it with what you were saying. It's like, it's like part of this project is helping people to find common ground. Like we were talking about it earlier, of like what, what's one of the biggest inspirations behind community agriculture project. And it's just the fact that it's like something that we all experience and something that we all have a relation with is food. And I think that it brings people together. It allows people to relate. And just through that medium, we could see that we actually relate like so much more. And so like, I think those spaces, spaces where we're allowed to explore that are like, yeah, they're so important to protect. And um, those spaces are where we can cultivate conversations around sovereignty, sovereignty from things that we might be subject to, but that we don't have to live under. So. I think like documenting every single space and every place and every person that has that part of their spirit, which is really all of us, but some of us are talking about it and embodying it and now that everyone's at a different place on their journey. Um, but yeah, like documenting those spaces is just, it brings me joy and it brings me hope and like, yeah, the, these spaces are so intersectional too. So. I like to highlight that and just be like, yeah, like we have, yeah, Ev communities are intersectional, you know, we need everybody to continue and grow. People need people, so it's like, and we also got to learn how to like sit in, uh, on a table halfway, because in order to like to actually change like societies, like having disagreements, but also have one type of agreement that we all can relate, and that's that change of a better world, if it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Facts. Yeah, Facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we totally kicked it here earlier. Like, I don't even know. I just feel like I need to mention the meal that we cooked and enjoyed. Oh, that yeah. was next level. So what, what, what was cooked? Uh, okay, so you might see this on some of this. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> uh, but we ate some burro banana fries, um, intuitive uh, eats, uh, cooked some of the oyster much no not oyster mushrooms i'm sorry uh some king trumpets yeah yeah there was like two of them <laughs> and uh some king trumpets and some lion's mane and Which we got right from two steps away from the kitchen from literally the yeah so literally <laughs> yeah so like uh we've uh set up a martha tent inside that basically is a fruiting chamber uh jesse and i I've been working on this and we decided to cultivate some mushrooms today. We picked them, uh, I sauteed some mushrooms. Uh, they made some beautiful uh, mango, habanero, uh, a little bit of different blood others. Orange. A bloody orange. Uh, <laughs> bloody orange. Uh, it's just a whole bunch of flavors in there. And um, 
Yeah, and I think Jesse made a delicious juice with some coconut milk inside too. Yeah, pina colada is gone. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> and Emily was cutting down on the tomatoes, onions, and uh, uh, what else did you cut? The avocado. You feel me? Yeah. Cut it down we on the. Some, we had some lettuce also from the yeah, garden. garden. Yeah, garden. Yeah, some parsley. Yeah. And then Jezro out here recording, getting everything, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, we was cooking today, literally. Cooking <laughs> Yeah. So it was super cool to see that, you know? I had some pink berries today. Like, I had blueberries and then I had pink berries. Amazing. Like, the pink berries are like, Candy, right here, right here. I let, yeah, right here. I let your our people grow, like right here. I'm like, dang, this is crazy, you know, like, and for this, this to only be have been here for this amount of time is so fruitful, you know, like there's berries and cherries and cucumbers. I'm like, yeah. I asked him, if, asked him if he had if he had potatoes. He's like, no, I don't have any potatoes. I go on the, I go over here, and it's like three huge lamb, um, yams, three huge sweet potatoes, like different sweet potatoes, like purple sweet potatoes, regular sweet potatoes. I'm like, these are potatoes. Like, oh, yeah, this is, this is an uh, edible farm. You know, everything is edible and sustainable. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, so just really having that, that inner peace and inner knowing that like, no matter what, you're going to be good. And that's a freedom that, like, can't really be bought, you know? I mean, of course, all of this stuff costs money, but, you know, once you're there and once you're getting the reap of that work that you put in, you know, it's it's, it's something that, you know, is unmatched. It's a different type of work. Yeah. My first time having a pink berry today. Amazing. Amazing. First time whole tree of loquats um i've had like strawberries off the bush are like amazing i've had like the little small wild strawberries those aren't really sweet but these strawberries i want to i want to grab that one right there but, it's like, <laughs> but yeah no they're amazing this is this is really inspiring too because i mean the space that i'm in right now i can't really grow like the person is not they don't want they're not with that but when before I cared, um, I was growing potatoes and onions, and um, I had some garlic trying to come through. I had all the herbs, mint, basil, dill, parsley, like I had all of that. Um, and it just was, it was like freeing. It was really nice knowing like, oh, I don't have to buy that stuff when I'm in the store anymore. Like, even though I still did go to the store, you know, it's like, I don't have to think about that stuff. Those are things like, like I'm taking back for myself. And if nothing were to be available to me i know i i know i got my potatoes and my onions you know what i mean so yeah oh so i'm also putting together something that i haven't really seen before um a survival mushroom based cookbook um so you know i i want to tie that in like foraging and and a cookbook and like recipes like I want to tie all of that in so 
I've been, you know, putting some ideas together. So I'm really excited to just extend myself in that way to my community and um, the food that I have forged or the food that I have, you know, got from a farmer and supported a farmer in that way. Um, I feel like it goes into my community tenfold just because I'm respecting the, the resource. I'm respecting the, the time and the energy that was put into cultivating that, you know, so that even when I pick a mushroom out of a tree or out of the ground, like I'm respecting it by doing something with it, you know, and sharing it with people. And, you know, just even if I don't cook with it, but I just stand there and take a video and then type up a lesson or type up a nice little caption or whatever so somebody can learn from it and leave it there, you know? So thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's like what it's about. So yeah. For sure. So um, right now, you can find me on Instagram at Intuitive Eats, I N T U I T I V E Eats, E A T S with an underscore. And um, that's where you can communicate with me about mushroom forging, personal chefing, catered events. I travel. Um, I did like a wedding one time. That was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm open. I'm open to um collabing expanding that's what we're doing here that's why i'm in oakland you know well no i'm in vallejo right now yeah i'm like today i'm in vallejo but then i'm gonna be in oakland you know so that's why like that's why i'm here you know to expand to learn to grow so i'm just here to to extend that knowledge and you can find me on intuitive eats on instagram i said that's where you can communicate with me and all that good stuff Anybody else? Uh, what I was what I was gonna say is uh, it's nice to see the garden, you know, pop up and and come to fruition. I know it's been talked about, you know, for for a minute, and then you know, a couple months ago, seeing where it was, where there was just dirt, and now we got green. So it's a beautiful, beautiful time to be here. Oh, yeah yeah so uh we'll be capturing some more of this uh pretty soon here we've been capturing over the years so um real exposure r-e-e-l-x-p-o-z-u-r-e -E -E. and we'll be coming out with some documentaries some short films helping out decolonize hongos yeah so appreciate it Yeah, um, you can find me at Decolonize Ongos, D E C O L O N I C E E. No, one E. <laughs> H O N G O S O S, yes. And then, uh, or you can follow my personal page at Rob Lopez underscore I M. And we are also working on the website. Uh, right now, we're developing content and developing everything, getting the data of how everything's going to work out and what route we want to go into this business and also how we can also help out businesses develop themselves and take uh, charge in the way they want to take charge instead of like following a guidelines that we think that we have to follow. Um, yeah, and I'm working with that with Real Exposure.
and it's pretty cool co-creator um, and then uh, helping us let our people grow so that's kind of like what we do and uh, yeah we also take people out on classes uh, I do have classes we are working on a online class where we're basically gonna send you all the material that you need and you tune into a class and then um, you are basically gonna grow mushrooms with me online instead of if you can't come to me I'm gonna take the mushrooms to you and uh, that's kind of like what we're gonna be doing soon and uh, just tapping community into a lot of uh, cool things we got a lot of uh, projects uh, on the works next year and uh, I'm excited I've been taking a break this year to learn from uh, like people like Emily and Ian and uh, just seeing and learning a couple new new things you know yeah so yeah here I am documenting everything slowly getting content through uh, currently just have an Instagram uh, potentially maybe we'll have a YouTube down the line but uh, let our people grow uh, L-E-T-O-U-R-P-E-O-P-L-E -E -E underscore G-R-O-W and uh, I do have a personal page uh, on IG as well as uh, Preciadofied P-R-E-C-I-A-D-O-F-I-E-D and um, yeah I feel like this is just the beginning you know just barely taking off and I'm excited to to see how contagious these spaces get and really you know people taking it off and, and doing it in their own way and um, that's ultimately my goal is to just keep this momentum forward and to, for humanity not to be so afraid anymore as far as you know where's our food coming from or you know all that so yeah and I'm, I'm very thankful and appreciative of everyone that came through today like this is literally kind of like the visions of what I had this space literally to, to be able to host for and stuff so like this is already a great day for me, so yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Uh, before we close this, can I say what are we grateful for? Yeah, let's do it. All right, uh, you go first. <laughs> grateful for watermelons watermelon seasons around the corner seeded watermelons of course so i'm grateful for that and uh i'm grateful for my dogs you know super cool as fuck <laughs> and i was there happy as hell to see me so i'm happy <laughs> uh of course i'm grateful for the space for all of you being here um to be able to eat plants for sure uh the mangoes fruits and then being able to record it, like that's for me, you know, ultimate, so thank you. I am great. <laughs> I am grateful to be inspired. Yeah, so I'm definitely grateful to be able to cultivate the space and for it to be able to call in life and be able to participate in, in that kind of interaction and be able to move that forward. My favorite tree. See? 
Well, y'all, I think that episode five of the Community Agriculture Project podcast is a wrap. This one really brought the heat. I'm stoked about it. So thank you all for listening and stay tuned for the conversations that we're going to continue to have. And check out the description to connect with all the lovely people that were here today. And thank you. You can find us on Instagram at Community Ag Project and also the website, communityagproject.com. So chat soon.